world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that Stephen forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Me here in a free state on one island, and Anthony across the pond, as they say, on the Emerald Isle. You know, um, I'm in Dublin, Ireland right now. I'm, I'm, I'm away for 12 days, and it's my uh, first day I took off since Christmas Day, because you know how us capitalists and we run the world couple of things. Uh, being OCD definitely has its disadvantages, Sandy, because when I find something I like, are you like me? Do you buy multiples of things that you like? Always. So I like these gloves I got from uh, Land's End. So I have three pairs. So I looked at the weather. I'm like, you know, it's going to be pretty cold in Ireland. Let me bring my hoodie. Let me bring this. So let me bring a pair of gloves. So I get here this morning. I go outside to smoke a cigar. I got two left gloves. That's great. So now I, I, I feel like Michael Jackson. <laughs> so you're just wearing one? I'm wearing one. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm wearing one and I'm smoking a cigar with the other. With the and other, yeah. Well, that's comical. That works. That'll work. So this is what I love about socialists. Uh, only socialists do good under socialism. The regular people don't. This is a really nice hotel, the Clayton Hotel in Ballsbridge, Dublin. And my buddy Mark and I were on a 12-day tour with a tour company, learning and stuff. And uh, I get in my room last night, and it's hot in my room. And I go to adjust temperature. I can't find a thermostat. So I call the front desk. Nobody answers, of course. So I go downstairs to the front desk, and, oh, no, sir. Under Irish law, EU law, rooms can't have thermostats. The government sets the temperature. <laughs> Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's, it's a, a four-star hotel. The, governor, <laughs> the government sets the temperature. Well, I'm surprised you're not freezing your nuts off. So, it's a little chilly in here right now. So it's amazing because, you know, the rich elites, they have their own hotels or their own summer houses. And they set their thermostats to anything they want. But yeah. we, the people, have to abide by the temperature they tell us. Of course, yeah. This is what I love about socialism. It's the equal misery and suffering coming, of everyone. Coming soon to a, uh, a hotel near you. <laughs> yes, if Alexander uh, Cortez or whatever yeah. gets her way... Uh, that will be it. For my listeners out there, uh, we're going to find out this week if I made uh, the NRA board or not. Yes, when will you find out? Uh, hopefully April 12th. I'll be in Ireland uh, when I find out. Wow, that's pretty good. April 12th. So it should, should be pretty good. You know, we flew from uh, JFK to Dublin, direct flight, six and a half hours. It is a beautiful island where we're staying right now for two nights. 
I don't, I haven't seen any vagrants on the street or anything. You know what I mean? I'm always out on the lookout. I got my tactical pen. I'm carrying a knife, which is probably illegal. Yeah, you probably get but, locked up for that. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't care. But you know, there's a lot going on back in the states. I was uh, so psyched that that Judge Benitez overturned uh, yeah. Yeah. California's mag ban. Yeah. And this judge, let me tell you something, man. Everybody should read the brief that this judge wrote. Uh, and he basically said um, a reasonable fit to protect citizens and law enforcement from gun violence and crime wasn't the intent of the framers to keep this nation free from tyranny and thereby incorporated militia of the several states. It's never clear to me as, why, as to why the historical facts of tyranny nor the intent of the founding fathers to maintain a free state are not vigorously debated. He does note, though, that the reason for the adoption of the Second Amendment was to protect the citizens of the new nation from the power of an oppressive state. Well, so now it is ironic that the state whittles away at the right of its citizens to defend themselves from the possible oppression of their state. Yeah. I mean, I, I never heard other than Scalia or Thomas. I've never heard. And he's from the Southern District of California. It's, I've uh, never that's amazing. heard. Yeah. I've never heard a judge write something like this. Yeah. yeah, I know. You wonder who appointed this guy? Uh, I want to say Bush. Oh, that's surprising. He, he also wrote this. Listen to this. He does address something that never seems to be brought up to the forefront in any of the cases brought on the subject of the second. It would seem to me that simply reading of the subject in complete context from Article 1 and 8 through to the second would lead any jurist to the question of what in this nation actually constitutes law enforcement. Hmm. Are not militia law enforcement when reading the Constitution as a complete document? So he's saying, you know, cops, regular people should be able to carry guns. Now, here's the problem. This was a lower court, and we were hoping now it was going to jump back to the full Ninth Circuit. The full Ninth Circuit would knock this down and reinstate our, our, the mag ban. And then hopefully California and the NRA would petition to the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, about six hours ago, uh, they reversed the decision for now. You can't have 10-round magazines effective uh, Monday morning in California again. This, is, this case is ripe for the Supreme Court to take now. Yeah. You know, we have our case going to the Supreme Court eventually, but this case is way ahead of ours. There is basically eight states out of 50 that have regulations on magazine capacity. So Benitez wrote in his ruling, why 10 rounds? Why not five rounds? What is the logic and reasoning? How did the state of California come up with 10 rounds? Yeah. You know, he right. brought up these right. great, great valid questions, man. And it's true when you look at it. Why 10 rounds? Why, why this arbitrary number that is less than what the manufacturer's standard issue would be? For what it's, purpose? It's, it's, right, it's, it's never seven done rounds anything. in New York, ten rounds in many states, fifteen rounds in a few states, and then no round count in any other state. Right. And in the other states, states like South Carolina, where I am right now, there's, there's, 
Actually, it's it's getting a little weird too because remember we said what what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey mm-hmm. because of all the people from New Jersey moving to South Carolina. You're starting to see a change, and it's a sea change that's happening in uh, Columbia, where the Republicans are getting more and more blue, and the voters are very definitely blue, and you're starting to see uh, gun restrictions wanting to be imposed here as well. Uh, you know, with with magazine, there, there's talk about a magazine restriction. Uh, there's talk about extending the waiting period right now it's a three-day waiting period extending the waiting period to like a week or two weeks because that's going to actually do something we know it's all bogus correct he he wrote benitez also wrote that this is really really good individual liberty and freedom are not outmoded concepts yeah i love that line I mean, this really whacked the PP of the Attorney General Becerra. The Attorney General Becerra is the equivalent to uh, Grubel in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same mindset. Yep. They want to pick and choose the laws that they believe they they need to follow or we need to follow. And then there's laws that they exempt themselves from uh, to follow. So if you get a chance, all my listeners should listen to Benita, should go and read uh, Benita's opinion. It's 86 pages long. The meat and potatoes is uh, where he writes everything up, uh, like the last 20 pages. This judge took a really long time to do this. And uh, he knocked California down. And I'm telling you, this is a split in the courts as well. And this is a case that's ripe for our U.S. Supreme Court to pick up. And hopefully it'll be a win for us. You know, the clock is also ticking. Our Rogers case, the state has to reply by April 19th. Not this Friday coming up, which I'll find out about my NRA board run. The Friday after the NRA, uh, excuse me, the uh, state of New Jersey has to file. And then we have ANJRPC and NRA. We have 14 days to respond. But Dan Schmutter says that the Supreme Court could, before a response, they could move on this case and they could decide whether they're going to pick it up or deny it. So uh, we're really getting down to a pressure cooker here now within the next two weeks of what's going to happen with this case. And, you know, Knappen, his case was picked up. We talked about this, the Cal who was on the radio show. Did we talk about that last week? Yep. Yeah, so his case was picked up by the New Jersey Supreme Court. And then the cheeseman Gillard case is proceeding. I know I sound like a broken record, but, man, uh, you know, this is pretty good. We have three carry cases, one at the Supreme Court level. Cheeseman's is trying to get to the federal level now, and Nappins is at the New Jersey Supreme Court level. And then we have the Magban case that will be going uh, up again. Dan Schmutter, Scott Bach, and the NRA are working on it. So, uh, listen, it's the only way we can win. Right now, Governor Free Stuff is focused more on pandering uh, to illegals and all the special interest groups uh, right now. But, you know, right now, all intents and purposes, because last year's budget, he projected 5.5% growth in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. But because so many people and businesses had left, they're not even going to hit 3% growth. And there's going to be a $1 billion budget fall, uh, shortfall in the state of New Jersey. It's amazing how socialists can't even... This is why this guy's never done anything for a living besides take other people's money and waste it. 
And how do you not destroy business and then expect a 5% increase? Why? Because you, you wrote it down and you're just projecting it? They project massive growth because, you know, he's such a good presenter. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, the first tax that's going to go up, Matt Rooney from the Save Jersey blog predicted it, and he's right. The gas tax is going to go up again. Yeah, again. But here's the problem. You increase the tax, people drive less. Right. People move around less. Right. It's less consumption, less revenue. So what will the state do in six months? <laughs> raise the tax They'll again. raise the tax again. The, you know... Benjamin Franklin knew this, obviously, because he created taxes for the sole purpose of uh, controlling behavior. Uh, you know, Franklin was a guy who thought you should never sleep. <laughs> he also thought that people should uh, not. He wanted to tax candle wax uh, to a very high degree and window shades. Because he felt that when the sun went down, you should go to bed, early to bed, early to rise. I mean, it, right? Um, and he, um, he, he understood that, but our politicians today don't understand it. They think by taxing something, people are going to say, ooh, let me use more of that. It's, it's so backwards. So we're going to have a billion-dollar budget full, shortfall. He's never met a special interest, an illegal or criminal interest he hasn't dislike so he's constantly giving everybody else money they haven't been able to legalize marijuana where they were again legalizing marijuana was only slated to maybe raise a few hundred million dollars we're going to have a billion dollar shortfall i can't wait to see how horseface is going to handle this yeah well he's and, he sees marijuana as the panacea yes yeah because if we're all high and stupid he can do whatever he wants yeah well, but meanwhile, they're just busy. But they just sue Trump now over border wall, over this, over that. We have money you know, for that. Yeah. If we didn't spend so much time going after us, the law abiding criminals with the gun stuff, if we didn't spend so much time suing the federal government for everything. And again, we know it. Right, Sandy? It's all a distraction. Right. Exactly. It's all a friggin distraction yeah. to get us riled up. But That's I right. haven't lost my focus. OK. Right. I know what's going on behind the Iron Curtain there down in Trenton, and they're just figuring out ways to tax the shit out of us. But again, people are just going to continue to move. He's still pushing for this millionaire's tax. Sweeney is against it. If they have a billion-dollar budget shortfall, I mean, where does it end? When do you get to a point where you say, you know what? We need to cut spending. we got to stop inventing things. You want to hear a, a, a horse's ass? Him and Pumpkinhead Menendez <laughs> met outside the, the Lincoln. Yeah, the pedophile. They met outside the Lincoln Tunnel earlier this week, and he did a press conference saying that Cuomo's congestion tax pricing is unfair, and it's going to unfairly tax people from New Jersey who drive into the city for work. You know what? He's really pissed because he didn't think it is tax himself. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Whoever heard of this shit? Congestion pricing. You're going to charge Uber drivers, cab drivers, and people more money certain times between certain avenues and certain streets in a city. I don't even know how it's going to work. I get disgusted every time yeah, I see how, it come how, up in the How news. does that even work? How many businesses, how many more businesses are you going to drive out of the New York metropolitan area? Yeah, that's the whole problem. Well, you know, we've had this discussion off air a lot. I, I moved all my businesses out of New Jersey. 
There's absolutely no reason for me to do business in this state and pay this state uh, a, a dime of tax. People in New Jersey have to pay New York State tax. Right. Right. So there's that tax, too. And then it's a hell to commute back and forth. Now it's congestion tax. Again, more and more taxes. Got to keep up thinking taxes. At one point, you know, New Jersey is now the, I think, the first state now. It's May 12th when you're in New Jersey that you finally paid all your taxes. And now the money you're going to start making is yours. So think about that. January, February, March, April, and half of May, four and a half months. Right. Before what we broke our asses for. Meanwhile, we have the takers out there that sit on their asses, think about ways to break into our shit, steal from us, rob us, rape us, all on the dole for free. And we have veterans waiting for health care yep. and waiting and waiting for uh, therapy dogs. Right. And we have seniors getting $2 a year raises and Medicaid getting cuts to it. And yet... We pay tax on top of tax. It's just, it's just. I mean, what, what do they just call it? Like, like uh, smoke and mirrors, right? Right. Uh, what else? What else can we figure that we can tax? Right. You know, shore house rentals are down in New Jersey for 2019 because there's a new tax on shore house rentals. Yeah, there, there is a surprise. <laughs> so people are looking at their budgets. You raise the price of gas. You raise this tax. You raise that tax. Sandy, we get a lot of people that come to my range from Staten Island and Brooklyn. They just raised the toll, the Tappan Sea Bridge, for you people that don't live in the New York metropolitan area, from $14 to $19. Come on. $19. Oh, my God. It's almost $20 for a vehicle, not a truck or a bus or a commercial vehicle. Almost $20. Holy crap. People do not understand how economics work. Our government does not understand it. They've, been, they've never signed the front of a check in their lives. No, never. No. You're absolutely right. And if they right. did, they forgot. Yeah. No, I don't think any of them have. We, we have career politicians who go into politics for one pur for one purpose, two purposes, is to gain wealth and to gain power. And wealth and power go together in our society. But we, we haven't had true capitalism in this country uh, in I don't know how long. It, it, it's, it sure hasn't been, I don't think, in our lifetime. I mean... Everybody's moving out that I know of. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. met some people on a tour tonight that live in northern Maryland yeah. for 45 years. They're buying a house in southern Delaware. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To get, away from the, to get away from the crap that they created. Correct. Well, yeah, they, they told me that they pay $8,000 a year on their house. And oh, I man, I, could, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, they're both retired. They both worked for Procter & Gamble for like 35 years. Oh, okay. They're going to move to Delaware, and their taxes are going to be under $1,000 a year. So for people on fixed incomes with a little pension and Social Security, another $4,000 a year in your pocket is a lot of money. Dude, the house I'm staying in right now uh, would sell for about $2.5 million. The tax on this house in South Carolina is about $1,500 a year. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's our unbelievable. potholes are getting bigger. Yep. And our services are deteriorating. It, it, it is horrible. It's horrible. And I don't know, it, like, 
at what point does it just collapse? You know, Connecticut's bankrupt, New York's bankrupt, New Jersey's bankrupt, California's bankrupt, the federal government's bankrupt. I don't know how many other states in between are bankrupt. Obviously, they're all democratically run liberal progressive (laughs) shitholes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, So at what point do we get where people are like, okay, I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, that's it. Everybody I talk to is moving. That's a good question. We're gonna have. We'll pick that up on the other side of the break. Right now, it's time to reverse the uh, socialist thing and do a little bit of capitalism and help uh, pay for the show. So, uh, thank you to our sponsors, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. Yes. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. And I'm back from the Emerald Island of Ireland. So so wait, before you get into anything, uh, have you eaten any good food? That's all we care about. I had... uh, a Guinness uh, meat pie or something like that, yeah. like shepherd's pie made with Guinness. Yeah. And, you know, I don't drink alcohol, so I'm a cheap date here. Right. 
it was pretty darn good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the, all the street corners have these places. They call them chippies. Have you heard that before? No. Fish and chips. Oh. Fish Sandy. and chips? Yeah. It's haddock or cod. Oh. Sandy. And it comes with chips. Now, they call French fries chips here, like the UK. Right. And they call potato chips crisps. Yeah, right. Let me tell you something. Forget about the big box places. Walk into any one of these corner places. They all have extremely heavy Irish accents. I've had like five conversations already. I don't know what the hell transpired. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, give me that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> they wrap them in paper. The chips, the French fries are unbelievable. They're probably fried in lard right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, probably. You know? Yep, perfect. And the, the fish from the fish and chips has this heavenly crunch oh. about it. Yes. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I like to put malt vinegar on my yeah, fish yeah, and, me too, and yeah. my chips. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've had that. Now, I'm only here. Uh, this is the second full day. I've only slept here uh, two nights. So uh, I'm going to be touring all over the place, going to Waterford and, and all these different places. So cool. I'll be trying a lot of the local fare. Everybody tells me I should try the lamb. The lamb burgers are supposed to be deadly when we get to the Highlands. So yeah. just learning a lot about Irish history and stuff. It's it's really cool. Let me let me get some housekeeping out of the way, laddie, okay? That would be a good duck. Uh, <laughs> the the first thing is um, Dr. Brian Tans, NewYorkSmile.com. He's on 210 East 68th Street, New York, New York. Make an appointment with him uh, during the off time so you don't get paid for congestion pricing. Yeah, that would be good. And his site is NewYorkSmile.com, all, all spelled out. And, uh, by the way, Fish and Chips makes a great breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, and don't forget the Cheeseman Gillard case, please. I, I donated another $500, and I posted it everywhere. And about 30 more people donated, and some, like Mike Morano and a few other people, donated for the second and third time, like me. Their GoFundMe site is GoFundMe.com forward slash restore-carry-nj. These two guys are pushing it uh, with uh, J Factor helping and uh, – David Jensen as their legal counsel. It's funny because I spoke to Knappen a few days ago, and Knappen loves their case. Obviously, he didn't help them uh, in the initial part, and he has this concealed carry case with Cal right now. But, you know, we were talking about strategy and stuff, and he's behind it a thousand percent. He's like, something something has to give. We have too much going on. But these guys have raised about $28,000 of the $36,000. they are going to need more than that. Oh, so yeah, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. Put in the term um, when it says add a note, put down I am not an SMP. Please don't be a social media patriot. Please just donate and, and, and show your support for everybody. We, we really we really need to get a case like this moving along. These guys are self-funding this case on their own, so any help would be deeply, deeply appreciated. And, you know, all of these organizations help. You know I'm a huge supporter of knife rights, right? Right. And uh, I love Doug Ritter and Sue Ritter, husband and wife. And uh, my man, uh, Todd Ratner, NRA board member who endorsed me, is their lobbyist. Well, they've been fighting this gravity law rule in the city. You know what's stopping Frisk in the city? Anybody here listening, if you go into the five barrels, if you wear a knife with a pocket clip, make sure you unclip oh, it and yeah. drop it in your pocket. 
because if the knife is shown, that's probable cause to search you. And up until March 28th, if they could get a cop to come on the scene and use the wrist flick to get that knife to open, you're going to get locked up for carrying an automatic weapon, automatic knife. An automatic knife, yeah. Yes, so with the flick of a pen, a New York judge ruled Thursday that a sous chef can carry his folding knife because a judge, uh, because a law judging gravity knives by a wrist flick test was too vague. So this is a win for knife rights, okay? Judge Paul Crotty raised new doubts about the state's law. But do you have to prove you're a sous chef in order, what is it, something that... You're, You're only supposed to carry a knife if it's pertinent to your job. Which is kind of like in New Jersey, too. Yeah, now really a sous chef shouldn't be carrying a knife. A roofer I can understand. Yeah. Someone who would lace carpeting or something I can understand. You know, somebody who cuts sheetrock. But but anyway, this this one this one said that he, he, he raised doubts uh, about the state's law governing gravity knives with his written decision. And he wrote, people should be able to tell whether their conduct is lawful or unlawful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but they they can't. I mean, four felonies a day. How many? Correct. Times, you know? Knappen says that all the time. So what they've done is before what happened here is a policeman stopped Croco when he spotted the blade clipped onto his pants pocket as he headed home. Croco uses the knife as a sous chef to open boxes, bottles when working um, on his job. The first cop that took the knife out could not flick it open. The second cop could not flick it open. The third cop knew the trick and flicked it open. <laughs> they, had oh. a, they, had, they had to bring in a third string yeah, in order to do like this. somebody like me, because I can pretty much flick any knife open. I've been doing it for years. Unbelievable. And so he flicked it open, and they locked him up. Unbelievable. No criminal intent on his way home. Meanwhile, MS-13 is terrorizing the subways in uh, occasional Cortex's district, shooting people in the subway, and nobody does a damn thing about it. But a sous chef carrying a pocket knife that's probably three inches long uh, is locked up because it's low-hanging fruit. They locked the Boy Scout up once that was on the subway with his father on his way to get an award. Yes, with his Boy Scout uniform on. Yes, they locked him up. This is what they do. Meanwhile, like you said, the criminals are behind the cops, mugging and raping people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, we got him. We got an Eagle Scout. <laughs> <laughs> they grabbed the kid by his bolo tie. That'll show him. <laughs> and they dragged him across the third rail. <laughs> they beat his head. Yeah. What kind of fourteen-year-old Timmy? What, yeah. What kind of badge you get for Iowa, that? On right. their way to the city for the kid to get a Boy Scout award. So, of course, already. The Attorney General in New York City, Cyrus Vance, the jackass, yeah. he's going to appeal the judge's decision. Uh, of course. So if because you own a knife... We can't have sous chefs walking around. You know? Correct. So if you own a knife and you can't flick it open, but a cop comes up to you and he can flick it open, you're going to jail. So the lesson that New York wants to tell you is law-abiding citizens don't carry a knife. Yeah. Leave right. that for the criminals. Leave that for the criminals, absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. Leave that for the criminals because that's who we support. And why are people moving out of New York and New Jersey in droves? Let's review. 
right? Who would want to live there? Right. Right. I have great news. What's the great news? I have really great news. I don't know if it's going to have legs or not, but I'm going to back it up and support it 100%. And I'm going to ask everybody else to support it. You know, uh, the November election, when Murphy got elected, only 32% of the electorate voted. Right. Well, his approval rating right now is about 45%. It's the same as Murph, uh, as Christie's, Murphy's, but, but Christie was an asshole, so everybody yeah. was mad at him. Right. Well, it was approved uh, last week, March 30th, a petition to recall Governor Phil Murphy was approved by the state. Well, that was pretty good. So there's but that was the, state the of New third Jersey. try, wasn't it? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, second try. Second try. The state of New Jersey has approved a renewed petition to recall Governor Murphy. After several early attempts were rejected by the state, a new recall committee led by Dr. Jenna Evans, chairman of the South Jersey Young Republicans, uh, and a former gubernatorial candidate, received approval. The petition, which is a grassroots effort, uh, the people want to go head-to-head. Okay, what's going on is that this is going to start in about two or three weeks. They're sorting everything out, just like the recall Sweeney thing. It's very critical the way it's done. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is many people are going to mobilize. I am going to have a petition center set up at the range. Eight of my employees are notaries because notaries have to be there. Okay. When it's ready to launch, please don't email, text me or anything. I posted this online and I got attacked already about when, where, where do I sign. Does the notary have to be there while the person is signing? Yeah. Okay. The rules are very archaic and detailed because they don't want this. Yeah, of course. All right. Our politicians don't want this. So basically, uh, we're going to need about 1.4 million signatures. Wow, that's a lot. But you know what, Sandy? It is doable. It is. Now, even if we don't get 1.4 million, if you get a million or 800,000, it might send a message that he should pay attention to us, no? It would send a message to him with, with his ego. would send a message, huh, they tried to take me down, but I'm too good for that. Oh, I hate that. You know, I went to a rally uh, with the Sussex County Republicans and Tea Party last week uh, when Phil Murphy was up there visiting. He was up there speaking, and about 50 of us, led by uh, Bill Hayden, uh, we were outside protesting across from the Irish Cottage, a little restaurant. Murphy went in there, and there was 40 or 50 leading Sussex County Democrats. That's all there is in Sussex County, about 40 or 50. Yeah. And we booed the shit out of him on the way in with a state police detail. And we booed the shit out of him on the way out. And he actually waved to us. And then he went to get in the Suburban. The Suburban was facing us across the highway. And he stood up on the running board of the Suburban. And he was looking out at us. And he had this, like, deer-in-the-headlights look. And people were yelling, F you, Murphy, you know, illegals, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he thought he was being praised, I bet you, right? He thought everybody was cheering him? No, I don't think so. But his face almost looked like like he heard what we were saying. Because I think he's surrounded by everybody that loves him. Absolutely. These guys can't take... You know, they, they surround themselves with with lackeys and sycophants because they cannot take criticism. But, you know, 1.4 million signatures, 
and a statewide uh, petition drive might happen because there's a lot more people pissed off. I've literally had over 100 cops and firemen say, where do we sign? Well, after they voted him in, thank you very much. Yeah, they voted him in because they wanted free shit. Yeah. And now, the, now, the, now their pension is still going to tank, and now we've got a socialist governor. So, Correct. You know. the, the, but I'm going to support the petition. I'm going to promote the petition because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see what happens. But I find it interesting that, you know, that people are getting the initiative to get it done. People are pissed off right now. This whole illegal thing, you know, we just had another girl killed down by you down the shore by someone who was deported twice. Right. Right. I mean, when does it when does it end? It it, it doesn't end as long as like you said, we're the we're, we're the third uh rung third on tier. the ladder. You know, yeah. it, it's just we are we are nothing. I mean, th this is not the first time stuff like this has happened. And, you know, we've we've talked about this before a, a lot of times off air. That eighty year swing, and you, you're you'll see that this has happened before. This was what the Weimar Republic was all about. This is how mm -hmm. this is how Weimar fell. So I, I'm I'm going to push it. I'm going to promote it. I can only do so much, you know. I promote rallies in Trenton. We get 6,000, 7,000 people on social media say that they're going to do it. Uh, what we might want to do is for this repetition, we'll get like Rob Bermudez, Mark Cheeseman, uh, John Gillard. We'll all get together. We'll drive to people's houses with the notary, and we'll go inside, and we'll hand them the pen, and they can sign the recall thing. We can do that like one million times, right? Yeah, that's, that's what they did with Sweeney. Uh, remember they had the... Uh... Yeah, that was another one we tried. But, you know, Sweeney, we had that storm. Yeah. It was bad weather the day we did the drive. Yeah. And we had to deal with one district. This is statewide, you know. You're going to get a lot of signatures from Sussex County and Morris County. You're probably you know, you're not gonna get any Ocean signatures. County. Yeah, uh, you're Ocean not going to get any signatures from, from... You're not going to get any signatures from the inner cities no but all all around them you could do pretty good i don't know i don't know if you wouldn't get signatures from the inner city i'm, not, I'm just not sure uh the shore area is tough because you know in monmouth county around asbury park uh especially asbury park is where they hold all their big rallies you know with the these uh you know the hollywood uh lib libtards who come and and you know like bon jovi and you know, it's become, Asbury Park has become kind of like the rock and roll, uh, you know, Austin of New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, sadly, oh, and of course, just like uh, the name would suggest, you have uh, a very high crime uh, in, in huge pockets and uh, you now have to pay parking everywhere. In, the, in mm. uh, uh, Asbury Park. You know, Sandy, you want to talk about the left's narrative. They're always pumping crap down our throat like Russia, Russia, Russia. So this article uh, from Breitbart News by A.M. A.W.R. Um, Hawkins, who writes all the time. Uh, he's a really cool dude. We follow each other on social media. A study was headed by, get this, Boston University's School of Public Health, Okay. And he did a study from 1991 to 2016 
the impact of state firearms laws on homicides and suicide death rates. It was a panel study. It isolated four states to study 10 different types of gun control to see if certain gun controls were successful in reducing homicide or suicide rates. And they discovered in their research that high-capacity magazines and assault weapons bans do not lower uh, gun accident risk, homicide risk. Oh, my risk. God, say it's not so. In the interview with Futury.org, lead study author Michael Spiegel elaborated, although I completely understand the desire to ban assault weapons, I just don't see empirical evidence that such bans have any substantial impact on homicide rates. These bans are most often based on characteristics of guns that are not directly tied to their lethality. How, how understanding is that guy? Yeah, exactly, right. But He nope. also observed laws regulating the sale of assault weapons are unlikely to have a large impact on homicide rates because these weapons are used in only a very small proportion of homicides. Right, mostly handguns. Yep, the vast majority of firearms homicides in the United States are committed with handguns. He said that the study that Spiegel oversaw also shows researchers discovered changes in household gun ownership were not found to be significantly associated with homicide or suicide rates. This runs 180 degrees counter to the left's incessant claims that a gun in a house puts the homeowner at greater risk. Yeah. But even with a study like this, the left will not change their narrative. No. Because if you say something 50 million times, you say a lie 50 million times, it becomes the truth. Right. I mean, they, they keep quoting that same old statistic that was that was found to be completely flawed research because the entire research, the entire data was taking from, taken kind of from the hood. Uh, it was skewed to begin with. It was it was set up to be skewed. All a scam, all a scam. But yet, our politicians, when they write new laws, will continue to cite skewed and massaged and bullshit data, on and on and on. And it's cold in my room now. Can I call the chancellor and have them warm it up? <laughs> Who do I call? Well, you do that while we go to break. <laughs> call, call the Prime Minister of, of England. See if you can get your feet low. Okay, we'll be right back. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. 
Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio, where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So, I guess most of you know that Gun For Hire is an affiliate with U.S. Law Shield. <coughs> U.S. Law Shield's pretty cool. It gives you 24-7, 365 days a year access to attorney-answered emergency hotline. You pay zero attorney fees for covered events. There are no caps, no limits, no deductibles. They're not insurance. Legal representation for both criminal and civil proceedings. They have a business line that you can ask any legal questions regarding firearms or self-defense. The base membership starts at $10.95 a month. You can go to uslawshield.com and type in promo code Gun for Hire Radio, one word, or you can text 281 603 0105 and type in gun for hire radio one word we give seminars we have one coming up next week but we're going to have two more with evan knapp and coming up in may or june that i'll be promoting on the radio show when we have more time so i want everybody to go check out u.s law shield i have their uh, top of the line insurance it's like 20 dollars a month or 30 dollars a month because it's criminal and civil because you know sometimes i get in trouble <laughs> sometimes and don't forget to support me and gun for hire if you have not given us a positive review on TripAdvisor, on yelp or google please do it now go in and give us a five-star review because a lot of people find us organically by reviewing gun range best gun range or whatever take a minute please support those who support you we put a lot of time and effort into making our place the second is for everyone and diversity shoots and saw group and everything else that we do. We just had uh, 10 kids come from Montclair State University from the Republican Club. I think there's 12 members in the Republican Club in Montclair State University. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and 10 of the 12 came to shoot. So I was going back and forth with these kids for like three weeks, and we we're trying to set up a time and date. And then once we got our time and date hammered out, the kid says to me, he goes, well, we first of all, we got to have a fundraiser or something because we got to raise the funds to do this. I'm like, how many of them are? He goes, there's going to be 10 of us. I said, you know what? I'll underwrite the whole thing. Jeez. And I had all, all 10 of them come in. I brought in instructors. I let them shoot anything they wanted to shoot. They took pictures. They posted it. They had a great time. And you know what? Four of those 10 kids gave me uh, reviews on Yelp and Google. Oh, that's great. So me taking 10 kids that never shot guns before, taking a stand with Montclair State University Republican Club, and them giving me reviews was all the pay it forward I need. But all of you listeners out there should do the same thing. If you like Ant's Rants, remember, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. I don't know how much longer I'll be on YouTube. I already got suppressed once. <laughs> yes. Last thing I want to talk about. There is a surprise. Is, yes. If I win or lose this NRA board seat, I'm telling you right now, I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart. All of you people out there that broke their asses getting me signatures and petitions and my advertising stuff at gun shows, I can't tell you. I couldn't do it all myself. I can't tell you how grateful I am for all of you. And, you know, just a few. Gary Allison from Beacon Brass, Tactissi, Knife Rights, Scott Bach, ANJRPC, New York State Rifle and Pistol, board member Tom King, board member Colonel Bob Brown from Soldier of Fortune, uh, Brian and Freddie from Ammo Land, Jeff and Chris Knox from the Firearms Coalition, David Cadria, Black Man with a Gun, CNJFO, Commissioner Bernard Carrick, Lauren Hartnett of Girls Got a Gun, Joshua Prince of Prince Law Group, Evan Knappen, Dr. John Dean from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, Raquel Akie from the Liberty First Foundation, Tony Simon from the Second is for Everyone and Simon Says Train, Mark Cheeseman from New Jersey Firearms Syndicate, Andy Goldman, G96 Products, and everybody else out there, my staff, the postcards, the mailings, Matt with the artwork, just everybody out there. I just, from the bottom of my heart, I really thank you. I don't know where I'm going to land on the results, but if I don't win this year, I'm not running on petition next year. If I get endorsed by the NRA, I will run. If I don't get endorsed by the NRA, I won't run. So that's how I feel. So I have some really sad news. Uh, this one touches the heartstrings, but it happens a lot. A uh, 21-year-old Jersey woman attending college in South Carolina was kidnapped and killed there after mistakenly getting into a stranger's car that she thought was an Uber ride she had summoned. The Columbia, South Carolina police chief provided that the other details in announcing the arrest of a murderer uh, of the, that murdered Samantha Johnson, Josephson, of Robbinsville, New Jersey. She went missing early Friday and was found dead later that day. Her father had reported her death on social media earlier Saturday. Um, okay. We talk about safety and stuff all the time. I saw the video of this girl leaving a party. You know, we send our kids off to college. We send them out into the world. Like I said before, parents will spend thousands of dollars decorating their dorm rooms with refrigerators and TVs and whatever else they need and iPhones and ear pods and whatever else may be. Some training, some situational awareness would go a long way, but all of that would be for naught too if 
these young kids don't follow basic safety rules. And for that matter, anybody who's going to take a ride share, if you're solo and you're drunk, you're at a disadvantage. Right. Now, here's the problem. Uber makes a lot of its profit from people not risking drinking and driving anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. So a lot of their riders are drunk. The problem is you should not travel solo right. ever. The way an Uber works is when you summon an Uber, it says Sandy in a white Audi Q7 with this license plate. When you go to an Uber and you open the back door, the driver is supposed to say your name first. That signifies that that driver knows he's picking you up. And at that point, you would say the driver's name. You identify the car, the plate, the driver's name, and you get in the car and off you go. And you can share your ride with friends or family. So they can see that you were picked up. They can see when you were dropped off and everything. A lot of young kids don't want to share that for privacy reasons because they don't want mom or dad to know what's going on in their life. Right. But what happened in this case is she came out of this party drunk and solo. So that's two strikes. The video shows she had her hand extended in the air and she was texting or something on her phone. And she got into a black Impala that was not her Uber. Her Uber pulled up three minutes after the black Impala pulled out of the parking lot of the party she was at. The Uber saw she wasn't there, canceled the ride, and pulled away. She must have been preoccupied with something else on the phone because she also would have saw that the Uber ride had not arrived. She just was drunk and she assumed and she got into the car. Now, this scum used another tactic. He had the child locked doors locked in the back. Oh. Now, some cars, you can kind of lock it from the front. And some cars, there's a little switch on the door when you open the door that yeah. you can lock it. So this guy had her locked in the back seat, and he drove her somewhere, and he stepped over the seat. Uh, and there's no details if there was a sexual assault or anything, but... She was beat. She was strangled. Her body was found the next morning by hunters, a 21-year-old girl. And the, because they had some details of his car, police set up roadblocks. And on a road check, they had a black Impala. They pulled it over. He denied anything. They called CSI in. They found her blood all over the car. He tried to clean it up. There was all cleaning rags and bleach and everything in the car. And lo and behold, they found her cell phone in the car, too. Jesus. So now he's charged with murder. I don't know if there was a sexual assault. I don't know if it was just a robbery. I don't know if he was a serial killer. But think about this now, Sandy. If you, Imagine if Ted Bundy was alive today. Right. All you have to do is get a dark right. color sedan yeah. and sit on the fringes of any nightclub or party in a college town. Right. As soon as you see a solo girl walk out, just pull up. Yeah, exactly. Just pull up. you got a 50-50 shot that she's going to get in. Right. And then once she's in, she's yours, right? Yeah. So all the training in the world, think about this. She's trapped in the backseat of a car with an animal. She's drunk, so she doesn't have all her faculties with her, okay? There has been, I looked at some data by CNN, at least 103 drivers in the past year in 20 major U.S. cities have been accused of sexually assaulting or abusing their passengers. Wow. All right. It's big. We take it for granted. So let's go over some stuff. Before you get into a car, check the license plate, driver photo, driver name, all match. 
make sure the driver says your name first. If he doesn't say your name, you don't get in the car. The car door should be open. If you're riding alone, you should sit in the back seat, the opposite side of that person. When en route, you should share status, tap share status in your app, so someone will get all the information. Keeping windows open, sometimes you give an upper option to, to shout out. In the winter, obviously, that, that won't work. You should never take an Uber or, ta or taxi alone if you're drunk, okay? If you had too much to drink, it may seem like the right decision to get a ride share, but it's not, okay? It's not. These are the things we have to think about. Now, this poor girl, what if she had a lipstick bodyguard? Right. But we're banking on her having a lipstick bodyguard and, and being deployed. able to deploy it. Right, exactly. What if she had a knife? Right. What if she had a tactical pen that I carry everywhere with a glass break detector? I fly with a Schrade pen that doesn't have a glass break detector, so TSA won't take it. But when I'm home, my pen has a glass break, breaker on it. She might have been able to break the window. Right. I don't I don't know. She might have been able to cut him. Maybe if she maced him, he would have gotten enraged and it accelerated. But yeah. these are the things we need to train our family members of. Right. You know, they think they're doing the right thing. Mom, I'm taking an Uber. I had too much to drink. Oh, thank God. She's safe. No, she's not safe. Right. right. And all of these girls out there, they all in colleges and 20s and 30s, they should all all be thinking with their heads going, if I'm going to leave a party drunk, somebody has to come with me. You want to know something? There was guys at that party. She had a boyfriend, but there was guys at that party. What about chivalry? What about Mary? I'll take the Uber with you to the dorm and I'll take an Uber back. Right. I'll right. take the same Uber That's back. Got, you know, the, unfortunately, they don't, they're not taught that anymore. No, but these are the things that we have to think about. Right. You know, like this girl's Uber might have been $16 or $8. You know, they, they don't get an Uber XL or a black like I get because, I, you know, I, I want something a little roomier. You can get a cheap Uber. The two of them get an Uber. Drop her off at the dorm. Tell the Uber driver to wait a minute. She texts you when she gets into the apartment. Or go with her and lock the door and then come down and summon another Uber for right. the ride back. Right. But have a chaperone or a buddy system, even if it's two girls or something. This is insane. This is no different than two girls getting in an Uber and one stopping on 5th Street and getting dropped off and the other one getting dropped off on 35th Street, like in a city or something. Right. That girl for the next 30 streets is all alone in that Uber. Yeah. No good. No. No good. Sleep at each other's house or apartment or something for that night. You can't let your guard down. All of you that listen, please spread this to friends and family and teach the kids, and not only kids, 20s, 30s, 40s, it really knows no age, right? Sexual assault, rape, murder. I can't, I, I'm only imagining how many serial killers that are not tech savvy saw this murder and all of a sudden thought, huh, yep. my job just got a lot easier. You're absolutely right. It doesn't even have to be a college. It could be a nightclub. Right. It, anywhere. Right. In the city. All you need is a four-door sedan. You just pull up. Even better if it's gray or black. Pull up. They get in the car. And now they're yours. Child lock doors in the back. Turn down an alleyway. Anything you want is at your disposal. Uh, you could be a regular street thug. Just turn around with a gun. Give me your wallet. Give me your phone. Everything. Driver down the street. Get the F out. If you're lucky... 
that'll happen to you. This is too important. Ride shares keep growing and growing, and people are using them more and more. And young kids, you know, they go to these parties. You know, did I ever tell you what they call a daytime party in college? No. A darty. A darty? D-A-R-T-Y. What is that? Darty. Daytime party. (laughs) A day party is called a darty. (laughs) So you have these kids. Now they think they can drink more because they're not driving. Yeah, right. And then they're getting in a rideshare car or a cab alone. Right. And could you imagine somebody blackout drunk? I don't know how drunk she was. I, I don't know. And it's just a distraction. Oh, spacious guy. So here's a 21 year old girl who wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, Amber. Where's the grave? Family besides themselves. And you know what? This guy, what's he going to get? Oh, purple man. If that majesty. It'll be out of the street murdering. But meanwhile, State CCW at Cherry Ridge and at the Park Range. And then, of course, we have uh, NRA instructor dates and RSO dates. We have one April 7th, 7th, well, too late now, but we have a bunch of classes coming up, so check us out. Don't forget, support those who support you. Well, Gracie, we are out of time. Lock on the wall says it all. You have wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun Prior Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterfeit media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Colangelo, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Anthony on the Emerald Isle and me on Pauly's Island, South Carolina. We hope to see you back next week. Please, each one, reach one, tell a friend, do something good for somebody this week. Love you guys. See you next week. <laughs>